Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Let's start with the London police because they continue to investigate a fatal hit and run from September. Yes, police have released more information to the public as they continue to investigate a fatal hit-and-run crash that killed an international Fanshawe College student earlier this year. Police have yet to identify the suspect vehicle in the collision that occurred on Hamilton Road on September 18th. The victim, 29-year-old Jibin Benoit, was biking home from a late work shift at a downtown restaurant when he was hit and fatally injured. Benoit was rushed to hospital but died of his injuries. Before the collision, the vehicle, which was reportedly carrying passengers, was seen on Richmond Street, and investigators are currently in the process of reviewing video surveillance footage from that area. Police previously said the blue sedan will have damage to the front passenger side of the bumper and windshield. The vehicle was also equipped with a loud exhaust system. However, investigators say the vehicle may have since been repaired. An additional photo of the suspect vehicle has been released by police and can be found on our website, 980cfpl.ca. Anyone with information about the case is asked to contact London Police or Crime Stoppers. The price of gas is continuing its downward trajectory. Yeah, really good news for drivers. Gas prices are set to fall tonight for the fourth day in a row. Gas dropped three cents overnight to sit at $1.34.9 for a liter of regular this morning. And they're set to fall by another two cents tonight to $1.32.9. Tonight's price change will represent a 10 cent decline over the past four days. Today's prices are 35 cents cheaper than what we were paying a month ago, while tomorrow's prices will be the lowest we've paid since this time last year. It's possible gas could fall even further this month. Gas Buddy Head of Petroleum Analysis Patrick DeHaan told 980 CFPL this week we could see gas prices in the $1.25 range by Christmas. The declines come weeks after Premier Doug Ford announced he would extend the province's 5.7 cent cut to the gas tax for another year. Well, Londoners have the opportunity to weigh in on the future of the Blackfriars Bridge. Yeah, a city-led study has been launched and it includes an online survey and that asks whether the bridge should continue being used for vehicles. The poll asks residents about how often they use the bridge, why, and whether they walk, drive, or cycle across. There were 1,200 signatures on a community petition to keep the crossing closed to vehicles the way it was through the first 19 months of the pandemic. The bridge, which was built in 1875, was designated a heritage structure in 1992 and is one of the small number of bridges like it that's still in active use. The survey will be available online through the winter. Celine Dion has revealed a troubling diagnosis. Yes, Celine Dion says the illness that has caused her to postpone concerts and interrupted her life has been identified. The Quebec-born singer says she has the rare neurological disorder stiff person syndrome. Dion made the announcement in a video posted on her social media accounts. Neurologist Dr. Leah Kroll at Temple University in Philadelphia says the disease is so rare it is literally a one in a million diagnosis. Dion says she's been working with a team of doctors and has the support of her children as she tries to return to the stage. Her 2023 tour has been rescheduled for the following year. Eight of Dion's uh, 2023 performances from May 31st to July 17th have been canceled altogether. Dion assured fans that she, her doctors, and her family are doing everything in their power to get her condition to improve. The five-time Grammy Award winner says she's hopeful she will sing again. Let's end with Fortnite, a game I've never played, uh, but it uh, might be too addictive. 
Yeah, Quebec judge has authorized a class action lawsuit against the maker of the popular online video game Fortnite after parents of three children who played it argued it was too addictive. The lawsuit was originally filed in 2019, but wasn't authorized until this week. It's believed to be the first lawsuit of its kind in Quebec. The parents from Quebec are suing Epic Games, which is based in the U.S., alleging that the game's creators deliberately designed the Battle Royale version of Fortnite to be highly addictive, and that Fortnite caused that minor children to suffer psychological, physical, and financial harm. They are all seeking damages from the company that will be determined at a later date. None of the allegations in the class action lawsuit have been proven in court. Since its release in September of 2017, the Fortnite game has risen in popularity, particularly during the pandemic. In 2020, the company said it had amassed more than 350 million players worldwide. And during April of that year, players spent more than 3.2 billion hours playing the game. That'll be interesting one. But I mean, you make the games so that people want to play them more, right? I mean, they, you, yeah. you, you kind of want them to be addictive. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like they're doing their job, but hey, yeah. what do I know? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, okay, let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1755, the first post office in Canada opened in Halifax. In 1858, Robert Baldwin, the former joint premier of United Canada, that's Quebec and Ontario, died after a long illness near Toronto at the age of 54. He's remembered as one of the First proponents of responsible government and of cooperation between English and French Canadians. In 1940, British troops opened their first major offensive in North Africa during the Second World War. In 1955, a mob of almost 3,000 mostly young people demonstrated against increased public transit fares in Montreal. Damage estimated at $100,000 was done to 172 trams and 64 buses, and more than 110 people were arrested. 1960, the first episode of Coronation Street aired in Britain. In 1972, Bush pilot Martin Hartwell was found alive in the Northwest Territories 32 days after his plane crashed. Three passengers died. It was later learned that Hartwell had eaten human flesh to stay alive. In 1992, Charles and Diana, the Prince and Princess of Wales, announced their separation after 11 years of marriage. The couple divorced on August 28, 1996, one year before Diana's death in a Paris car crash. In 1999, scientists at the University of Ottawa Eye Institute at the Ottawa Hospital announced that for the first time they had grown functioning human corneas. In 2004, the Supreme Court of Canada said that the power to change the definition of marriage lay exclusively with the federal government, not the provinces, and that a proposed bill to legalize uh, same-sex marriage was constitutional. In 2007, pig farmer Robert Picton was found guilty on six counts of secondary murder in the deaths of women who disappeared from Vancouver's downtown east side. He was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. In 2017, the world premiere of Star Wars The Last Jedi in Los Angeles happened. The eighth episode in the space opera took in $220 million in its first weekend in North American theaters, the second best opening behind only The Force Awakens. And on this day in 2021, a jury convicted actor Jesse Smollett on five of six charges that he staged a racist anti-gay attack on himself and lied to Chicago police about it. Happy birthday to listener Amanda, who turns 41, from Ben, Alex, and Sandra. You share a birthday with Dame Judi Dench. She turns 88 today. John Malkovich turns 69. Donny Osmond is 65 today. And Simon Helberg, an actor, is 42.